Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation from Atlanta, Georgia, in studio today. And I got a call screener today. I didn't know Charlie had even, he, God bless him, he, he is at the hotel getting ready for the gathering. We've got all the candidates coming tomorrow. Thousand people showing up. We've got media from around the world that's going to be there. I've been told now uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox News, News Nation, Newsmax, uh, the BBC, Sky News, um, uh, all sorts of news outlets from around the world will be there as we have these candidates on stage. Now, tomorrow, Alan Sanders is going to be behind the microphone, and we'll be relaying him the audio of the interviews to be able to play for you guys. Uh, we, we struggled with the – my dream was to do the show, and from noon to 3, the show would just come back to me in progress on stage – talking to the candidates, but the logistical nightmare of trying to pull that off was just too much. It made my brain break, and I was like, nope, we're not going to do that. So um, here we are in this situation. So I'll be out tomorrow, assuming I have a voice after this weekend. I'll be back on Monday. Now, I, I, I've got to gotta go to the story that I didn't want to go to, but i got to go to it because we got to talk about this in, in multifaceted ways. The Fulton County indictment of Donald Trump took a twist I want to read for you a story from NBC News. The purported names and addresses of members of the grand jury that indicted Donald Trump and 18 of his co-defendants on state racketeering charges this week has been posted on a fringe website that often features violent rhetoric, NBC News has learned. NBC News is choosing not to name the website featuring the addresses to avoid further spreading the information. The Fulton County District Attorney's Office declined to comment. Attorney uh, District Attorney Fawny Willis faced racist threats ahead of the return of the indictment, and additional security measures were put in place with some employees being allowed to work from home. The grand jurors' purported addresses were spotted by Advanced Democracy, a nonpartisan research group. Um, so I, I, let, me, let me back up. Because you've got to appreciate this, and I'm, I really am going to laugh if it happens. I feel bad for the guy, but I'm going to laugh about it if it happens. Um, RICO involves a criminal enterprise. In this case, it's a criminal enterprise to, one, steal the election of 2020, and then, two, cover up that attempt to, at theft after it didn't work. That's essentially what it is. I mean, the charges run through 2022 and, and perjury charges made to that special grand jury. Now, the problem in a RICO case, and this is the problem for Donald Trump, is that when you've got a, a conspiracy involving 18 people, some of them are going to do really stupid things that you have no knowledge of, you have no participation in, but they benefit the criminal enterprise. So, for example... The uh, taking of voting equipment and scanning of ballots in Coffee County, Georgia, 
by a group of people who did not have permission to do it. Donald Trump was not involved in that. He probably didn't understand the logistics of it or anything like that or that they were going to put it on a uh, website behind a firewall but accessible to people around the nation, none of which is a legal thing. But it gets tied to Donald Trump because it's part of the criminal enterprise. Or there were the, these these idiots who showed up at Ruby Freeman's house. Ruby Freeman is the election worker who they claimed was double counting ballots and forging ballots, stuff like that. None of it was true, uh, but it, it was whipped into a frenzy. She's actually suing people for defamation now. None of what they accused her of was true. But these people showed up at her house to intimidate her, to, to, to try to pressure her in, into lying, to try to pressure her into giving false statements, to try to pressure her into walking back statements she had made, uh, to, to intimidate her. These people were idiots for daring to show up at an election worker's home. Of course someone was going to crack the whip on them. I guarantee you Donald Trump had no knowledge that these people were showing up at this woman's house. I guarantee you he did not tell them to do it. I guarantee you he knew nothing about it. But it was all part of the criminal enterprise to steal the election. Therefore, he's held responsible for these people. And you can say that's unfair, but that's RICO, people. That's RICO. That's the Racketeering Influence Corrupt Organizations Act. That's RICO. It's what you do. You have these individual, separate, completely unrelated crimes, and you tie them all to the common enterprise of, in this case, the theory is they were trying to steal the election. So it doesn't matter that Donald Trump didn't know that they did it. It was a crime for which he was involved in as part of this larger conspiracy. You see where I'm going with this, don't you? So a group of Trump activists put up the home addresses of the grand jurors who approved the indictments. Now, the names of the grand jurors become public. Their home addresses do not. It's presumably an intimidation thing. Why else would they do it? Why else would they put the home addresses up? It can be wrapped into the RICO conspiracy to steal the election and then cover it up when it failed. Fawny Willis could add defendants to the RICO case and tie their behavior to Donald Trump. So Donald Trump gets punished for what these idiots did. He had no knowledge of it, did not authorize it, did not ordain it, did not call for it, did not support it, did not do anything to it. But they can all be lumped into the criminal enterprise. And Donald Trump carries the burden. It was such a stupid thing for people to do. People who wanted to stand by their man get their man in further trouble. They keep digging a hole for him. He had no knowledge of it, what involved with it, and the hole gets deeper for him because of these idiots. It was a dumb, dumb thing to do. And I will laugh if if she – I don't actually think she will. The case is already so complicated. Why add additional defendants? But there may be an investigation into it by her office. Maybe they will. It's It's something she could do. And these people don't know. They're, they're, they're letting their emotions get the better of them. So, by the way, so the former president said on Monday he's going to have a um, he's going to have a press conference, and at that press conference he's going to reveal everything he knows about how the election was stolen in Georgia. The problem is, as his lawyers have noted, that's going to dig the hole deeper for him. They can use this against him in the RICO case. So his lawyers are now trying to talk him out of having this event on Monday that he's already said he's going to have. 
he's probably going to have to walk that back. Now that I've covered that side of it, can we flip the coin around and look on the back side of it? Because there's a problem for the Democrats here. Fulton County, Georgia. It went Democrat. It's a Democratic county. It's, it's Atlanta proper. But Fulton County, Georgia is also Alpharetta, Georgia. Sandy Springs, Georgia. Roswell, Georgia. Milton, Georgia. Johns Creek, Georgia. There's been an effort to take that northern part of uh, Fulton County and turn it back into Milton County. It used to be its own county. It's an oddly shaped county. When you understand that it's the merger of a couple of counties form Fulton, and that northern part was called Milton County, uh, they can't, they cannot do it under the Georgia Constitution without merging uh, two counties because the number of counties is set in the Georgia Constitution. You can't have more than that. So you got to get rid of a county to recreate Mil- Milton, which is why it's not going to happen. But that's a very Republican part of Fulton County. It is uh, north of I-20. The further you go, gets more and more Republican. you got Buckhead in there, which is kind of 50-50. And then you get up to, to Alpharetta, it leans to the right. Milton, Johns Creek, conservative areas. The jury pool for this case is going to come from those areas too. Yes, from Atlanta. Yes, from Chattahoochee Hills. Yes, from Palmetto. Yes, from, from these areas in South Atlanta that are Democrat, but also from the north. And you only need 12 plus some alternates. So here's what happens in Wardier. The defense and the prosecution get a certain number of people. They should get to automatically strike because they don't like them. Say, I don't want this guy. I don't want this guy. I don't want to give this guy. I don't want this guy. You got 18 defendants. Each of them get to strike a bunch of people, too. So now you've got this pool. You started at 1,000 potential jurors. You're now down to 700 potential jurors, and you get to interview them. The prosecutor gets strikes. And every single defense attorney gets to throw people off the jury. That's why the the Young Thug case, this big criminal RICO case in Fulton County right now, they started the trial in January, and they still haven't finished picking the jury. They've been picking the jury since January. They've still got six to eight jurors left to pick, and they haven't got there. They may not actually, actually start hearing testimony until sometime after Labor Day. There's no way this case goes to trial quickly. The DA wants it to go to trial the day before the Georgia presidential primary. That is undoubtedly 100% a political play. She's on the ballot next year. She's running for re-election. 100% this is a political ploy designed to make her look good to Democratic voters, 100%. And I doubt the judge goes along with it because you're going to have all these jurors wanting to go vote in the Georgia primary. But let's go back to the jurors. You only need one. The jury needs to be unanimous. You have one juror from North Fulton who's a Republican who made it through the process who believes fervently it would be a terrible precedent to send a former president to prison. They'll agree to send everybody else to jail. They'll agree that there's a criminal enterprise involving Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and all these other people. But they'll say no to the former president. You can't stop that. You can't throw them off the jury once they're on the jury without some serious cause. So they could be stopped. They 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 could be... They They... They could have one juror scuttle their plans, and nobody seems to be thinking about that. I think it's very possible. Not only that, but if this case gets moved to federal court, then suddenly your pool of jurors comes from a more expansive set of counties across 
North Georgia. You get Cherokee County jurors in there. You get uh, Gwinnett County jurors in there, Cobb County jurors in there, uh, Forsyth County jurors in there. More and more, you're, you're dealing with a group of jurors who are not Fulton County, and the further north you go in, in the northern district of Georgia, the more Republican it gets. And you have the federal criminal rules of procedure you got to comply with. It's starting to look more and more like maybe the district attorney bit off more than she can chew. And yeah, I don't think you can get around looking at this as also something involving politics. That matters. Want to be on the show? Hello? I I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. You can be live on Eric's show by calling 877-97-ERIC. That's 877-973-7425. All righty, let's see. I can squeeze in a phone call here. I'm going to go to Eric calling from Dahlonega, Georgia. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, living the dream again. Nice. <laughs> I, I've actually got two questions. The first one is, how is Donald Trump going to get a 100% fair trial when you've got two parties, like the Republicans and the Democrats, Democrats want him to hang. Republicans are going to be very biased uh, for Trump. So I don't see how he's actually going to get a fair trial either way. And then the second question to go along with that, which is, you know, kind of, you know, uh, way out there a little bit. How come there's not more talk about the sinister plans of the WHO and the WEF with all of the foolishness that they've got planned for, you know, I guess the world? Uh, okay, um, let, let me take the second one first, uh, and I appreciate both questions. So why, why isn't there more talk about the World Economic Forum? Like, uh, it, largely because, you know, they're on tape and they're pretty open about what they want, and they've been saying the same things for decades now, and, and they ne- there's always groups on the right saying, oh, look at this conspiracy theory. Uh, it's not a conspiracy. They're open about it. They're talking about it, except they never really seem to be able to enact what they want. I mean, if they had gotten their way, we would all, like, uh, be living in cities and be prohibited from driving cars eons ago. The left certainly tries. There's just this problematic thing called a voter in this country uh, that can upend their agenda. I mean, the voters actually have a lot of say in this country still uh, by switching directions, which we have the opportunity to do next year. Now, on Trump and fair trial, uh, there is a, a sentiment among some that some people can never get a fair trial, but our judicial system rejects that idea, and we go through a very complicated process of picking jurors, where each defense attorney and the prosecution gets to reject uh, automatically a number of jurors in the randomly selected pool of jurors. And then upon questioning uh, their biases, each person gets to further reject jurors based on the probability that that person, the defense attorney, believes is biased. Uh, And the weight and biases of the court are in favor of the defense being able to help shape the jury so that you can get as fair as possible a jury. You're never going to have a completely unbiased jury. What you're trying to do is get it as unbiased as possible, and then the presumption, the legal presumption, which you can feel free to disagree with, but it's the one that governs in court, is that the jury itself will be impartial and will hear all the evidence to make up their minds. Does it always work that way? No. And if after the fact it turns out you uncover that one of the jurors really was super biased, 
well, then you can get a new trial you, you and, and start the process over again. I don't think that the prosecution has seriously considered just how difficult it's going to be to pick a jury in this case. If it gets to federal court where the judges are appointed, not elected, and don't have to run for re-election, and you get a broader pool of people to expand the jury pool from, I think you're going to be in a better setup for this president. You're going to have many more Republican areas of North Georgia participate in the voter pool to get a more balanced jury pool than just Fulton County. Um, but the presumption is the jury's fair. Whether or not you actually believe it is another matter once it takes a while to build the pool. Now, I want to tell you about a fairly good deal. Well, it's actually a great deal at Vision Computers. If you go to visioncomputers.com today, you can check out oh, what they can do for you. They can build you a PC of your dreams, laptop or desktop, and they can also be your tech support. So let's just say you're a small businessman and you have employees and each of them has a computer. Let Vision build them for what they need and want, and it'll last for you so you're not having to constantly go to the big box store and get a new new computer. And then they can be your IT department too. So your employee is having a problem with email, they call Vision. Vision remotes into the computer and takes care of it. So you don't have to hire an IT guy for your staff. You save money with Vision Computer. And Vision Computer actually answers the phone. When you call, they answer the phone. They pick up the phone, they answer the phone, and they can help you, employees, yourself. You can do this for your house as well. Your kids can call Vision. My 14-year-old calls Vision Computers. They troubleshoot his computer for him. 404 computes the number. 404 compute. It's easy enough. My 14-year-old does it. They're fantastic. 404 compute. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you wish to be on the phone across America today, I want to go take David's phone call before I move on. David, welcome. Hey, Eric. Thank you for taking my call, buddy. Sure. I just got two, just got two real quick questions. So all this stuff that's going on with Donald Trump right now, if this DA was to lose her upcoming election and there was a conservative DA, uh, somebody that's a Trump supporter, came in, could they just dismiss all of this stuff against Trump without it without yep. it backfiring on, on them? Yep. And how is how much of a gain, how much of a certainty do we have right now that it's gonna be moved to federal court? Uh I, I okay. My guess is I'm about 80 to 90 percent certain that this case gets pulled into federal court. Um, and uh, I and, and just to reaffirm your first point, if next year Fawny Willis is removed from office, loses, um, a new DA comes in, that DA can can kill the case immediately, um, throw it out and say it was politi politically motivated. And we got to move on uh, the, the, perfectly within the right of a DA to do that. E even in the middle of the trial, say, you know what? This is consuming too many taxpayer resources. Uh, we, we don't think we're pulling it off. We think it was a weak case. It should have never been filed. We're, we're killing this. Move to dismiss. 100% that can happen. Um, the other issue there, too, on on this whole setup is... I mean, you move it to federal court. Let me explain why um, it can, I think, be moved to federal court. Uh, Mark Meadows is making the case that it must be moved to federal court. Uh, there is a federal law, 28 U.S.C. 1442, 
says um, a, a, it allows for the removal of a criminal case from state court to federal court if the case is, quote, against any officer of the United States for or relating to any act under color of such office. The Georgia indictment alleges uh, as overt acts that Jeffrey Clark took actions as a assistant attorney general of the United States. It also alleges Mark Meadows operated numerous times on behalf of President Trump. Mark Meadows is was the chief of staff to Donald Trump. Mark Meadows has already, by the way, made a motion to move this to federal court. In federal court, he's gone to federal court and said, you got to take this case because of 28 U.S.C. 1442. And um, what, is, what is the case law on uh, 28 U.S.C. 1442 say? Again, uh, 28 U.S.C. 1442, that's 28, the 28th title of the United States Code, the 1,442nd section of the 28th title of the United States Code, that's federal law, allows for the removal of a criminal case from state court to federal court if the case is, quote, against any officer of the United States for or related to any act under color of such office. Now, what is that for any act under color of such office? What federal case law says, if you can argue that the duties you are being accused of violating the law were related to your job as a federal officer in any plausible, any plausible way, the presumption is you must follow this law and take it to federal court. Mark Meadows coordinated meetings for Donald Trump. He sat in on phone calls for Donald Trump. He reached out and got contact information for Donald Trump. His role was chief of staff to the president of the United States. Those are the things the chief of staff for the president of the United States does. The case has to be removed to federal court for Mark Meadows. Now, the question is, if you remove the case to federal court for Mark Meadows, what about everybody else? Well, the DA could argue we got to try these cases separately, except Mark Meadows, she's arguing, is part of a criminal enterprise. And because Mark Meadows is, is allegedly part of a criminal enterprise, you got to have two or more people. So you can't pull Mark Meadows to federal court without pulling other people to federal court. Otherwise, you can't prove the criminal enterprise. So you, prove, you you drag Jeff Clark in there, Jeff Clark, Assistant Attorney General of the United States, who was operating in his capacity as a Department of Justice official, according to the indictment itself. You, you gotta got to move that to federal court. And then there's, well, the elephant in the room, a president of the United States of America who had a vested interest in ensuring that an election was not stolen. I think you got to move that guy to federal court, too. So now that's three. And if you move Trump there, since he's the ringleader, well, then you got to move everybody else. Because if he's the ringleader of the criminal enterprise, you got to bring everybody else to federal court, too. All 18 of them to federal court now. And then you get to federal court, and you're not dealing just with Fulton County, Georgia. You are dealing with many, many more counties in Georgia. The Atlanta division, so the, the, 
the Northern District of Georgia is divided into divisions. Each division has a court. So there's a Northern District Court in Atlanta, Georgia, one in Gainesville, Georgia, one in Noonan, Georgia, one in Rome, Georgia. Um, the Northern District of Georgia is, and the, the, you've got three in Georgia, Northern, uh, Middle, and Southern. A good friend of mine is a judge in the Middle District of Georgia. And these districts are not, they're not straight across the state. They're at an angle. So you've got many more counties on the west side of the state in the northern district and the east side, the way it goes up. Like, for example, uh, Athens, Georgia, is in the middle district of Georgia, even though it's parallel to Atlanta almost. So the Athens division is where you would get your jurors from. So what's in the Athens division? Cherokee County, Republican. Clayton County, Democrat. Cobb County, split. DeKalb County, Democrat. Douglas County, Democrat. Fulton County, Democrat. Gwinnett County, split. Henry County, slightly Democrat, Newton County, Rockdale County. It's still a predominantly Democratic area of the uh, Democratic area, but North Fulton, Gwinnett, Cobb, Cherokee, you've got those districts, Rockdale, you can get a good number of Republicans from those areas. That voter pool expands there. And then you're dealing with a judge who, well, that judge is not a elected official. Now, let me break down the Atlanta district for you. You've got uh, Steve Jones of Atlanta, appointed by Obama. Lee Martin May of Atlanta, appointed by Obama. Mark Howard Cohen, appointed by Obama. Eleanor Ross, appointed by Obama. But then you've got Michael Lawrence Brown, appointed by Trump. William Ray by Trump. Uh, J.P. Boulay, appointed by Trump. Stephen Grimberg, appointed by Trump. Victoria Calvert by Biden. Sarah Garrity, appointed by Biden. Thomas Trash, Thrash, appointed by Clinton. Charles Pinnell, appointed by Clinton. Amy Totenberg, appointed by Obama, is now a senior judge. Charles Pinnell, Thomas Trash, senior judges. Richard Story, a senior judge, the chief judge, Timothy Batten, was appointed by George W. Bush. Interestingly enough, the only Bush appointee in the Northern District of Georgia on the bench now. But you've got one, two, three, four Trump appointees there. You've only got two Biden appointees. And the chief judge is the Bush appointee. So you got a pretty even split of judges in the Northern District of Georgia, none of whom have to run for office, none of whom have to placate the voters. You've got an expanded pool of voters, and you've got a statute that says uh, if this person was acting under the color of their duties as a federal officer, the case must be, shall be removed to federal court. Mark Meadows hired George Terwilliger, a brilliant attorney, and several others to work with Terwilliger. They have made a very persuasive case, and, and I don't think they can be denied. I, I think Mark Meadows gets this case pulled to federal court. I presume that the DA was smart enough to realize this could happen. But when you get to federal court, they use the Georgia Rico case. So it'll be a state law, a state case governed by state law. But the rules of procedure will be the federal criminal rules of procedure, not the state rules of procedure. It'll be a different ballgame than what the district attorney presumed to begin with. Uh, by the way, I, I got to say, I don't think it was wise of Fawnie Willis, the DA, to indict Mark Meadows. It's very clear 
that Mark Meadows has in some capacity been engaged with the uh, with the special prosecutor because he didn't get indicted by the special prosecutor. He's been relatively silent. A, a massive amount of speculation that he uh, cooperated pretty thoroughly with special prosecutor. Now, I don't know that for at all, but given the things that Fonnie Willis says he participated in, those would be indictable unless he was working with the special counsel. I don't think it was wise of Fonnie Willis to do this. Now, what Mark Meadows could do is he could take this to federal court, and this is, by the way, what he's doing. He's, he's put this in his motion. Mark Meadows, Donald Trump's former chief of staff, has filed a motion and says, hey, I want this moved to federal court, and when it gets there, I want it dismissed. I want to dismiss because I was doing my job as chief of staff to the president of the United States. It is my job to be on these phone calls. It is my job to arrange these meetings. It is my job to get this information with the president asks. I was doing my job. You may not like it, but it was my job as chief of staff of the president of the United States as defined in statutory law. He's got a very good argument to have this case dismissed. So now if, if if that's the funny thing if he pulls this whole case into federal court and gets dismissed you know what happens it stays in federal court that's right it stays in federal court it doesn't once he's dismissed it doesn't hop back down to state court and you you start over again no it stays there the rest of the trial stays and then you got Jeff Clark and you got Donald Trump uh it's a very complicated mess it's a very complicated mess and she's decided to to pursue it the taxpayers of Fulton County are going to foot the bill, whether it's in the northern district of Georgia or it's in Fulton County. Fulton County residents are going to fit the, fit the bill for it. If there's a tax increase in Fulton County, there will be riots. And don't look for the state legislature in Georgia to supplement the funding. There will be no additional supplement to Fulton County this year, lest any of that money go to offset Fawny Willis's investigation of Donald Trump. She has dragged her county to the edge of bankruptcy in doing this. Not that she cares. Patriot Mobile is a conservative cell phone provider. They're Christian conservatives. Now, listen, there are other cell phone companies out there that claim to be Christian conservatives, except they're all subsidiaries of major conglomerates, and they're just, just spinning. They're advertising to you. With Patriot Mobile, that's actually the way they were designed, to be a Christian conservative company that shares those values and then funds the causes conservatives care about around the country. So as their profits grow, their giving to the conservative movement grows. They're giving to the Second Amendment movement, the pro-life movement, conservative candidates that grows. And all you got to do is take your cell phone service to them. You can take your existing phone number to them, and you get guaranteed great service. All you do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric today, PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or you can call them. they got 100% U.S.-based customer service. So you call them at 972-PATRIOT. You tell them I sent you. You get free activation. They give you great discounts if you're a veteran, first responder, an RA member, teacher, so much. And then you're doing business with a company that shares your values. You're doing business with a company that contributes to the causes you care about. And as their profits grow, their giving to the conservative movement grows. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K or 972-PATRIOT. He'll do the research and give it to you straight. Eric Erickson is live every weekday. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. 
This other program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan Nationwide. They can help your business grow. You're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise. You need $250,000 or more. That's the deals they specialize in. FirstLibertyGA.com. Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a good fit for them, them for you. Tell them I sent you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Any of you nationwide, they can help your business. Now, let me see. Uh, I'm going to go to Joe. Welcome to the program. Joe, how are you? Uh, hey, Eric. I'm doing great. Thanks. How about you? Doing well. Um, you mentioned the uh, cost for Fulton County, and I think we can afford it. Um, I don't think we'll have any problem paying, paying to try Donald Trump. And he came, he and his cohorts came here to Atlanta, tried to take away uh, our votes, tried to make our votes not count. And what are we supposed to do? Turn the other cheek or say we can't afford it? No, I, you know, we're going to make sure that. Well, and, uh, uh, okay, so I see what you're saying, and and they plausibly do, but there are a couple of logistical problems um, in all seriousness, and I get where you're coming from, and I don't dismiss it, but uh, you've got right now the Young Thug case in Fulton County, Georgia. 17 defendants started out, a number of them took deals, but it's dragged out. Uh, you, you're not just paying the salaries. A lot of people are like, why will it be so expensive? Aren't these taxpayer salary lawyers? Yes, but they've got outside counsel they're paying for. They have a budget for the district attorney's office. They've got outside counsel they've got to pay for. They've got expert witnesses they've got to pay for. They've got the travel expenses of those witnesses they have to pay for. And that's just the Young Thug case. Now you add in the, the Trump case. You've got a, a outside RICO counsel expert who's helping them. They've got uh, travel for that person. They've got their other experts, their computer experts. They've got all these other experts whose time they have to pay for, uh, their expenses that they've got to pay for, and then you've got the security arrangements that you've got to pay for. These cases get very expensive, and yes, a county like Fulton should, except you've got multiple high-profile RICO cases happening. That makes it very expensive. Will the people of North Fulton in Milton and Johns Creek and Sandy Springs and Alpharetta, will they want their property taxes increased to pay for the prosecution of a president they voted for? I get what you're saying, and a lot of you in the area thinking it, well, look, we justice must be served. I understand. But really? Are you really willing for your property taxes to go up in Fulton County? Are you really willing for your sales tax to go up in Fulton County? Are you really, are you really willing to do that? Because it could get very expensive to prosecute this case. And yeah, I I, I understand that 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 the principle of justice must be served, but must it when the county doesn't have the money for it. Are you willing to pull money from the sheriff's department to go to the DA's office? Well, you really can't because the sheriff uh, pretty much gets whatever the sheriff wants under the state constitution in Georgia. Are you willing to pull from child services? Are you willing to pull from uh, other budgets? Parks and Rec, are you willing to shut down the parks to make sure the DA has the money? Are, are you willing to make these tough choices? It's fine to stand on principle, but principle comes with a price tag in this case. And that's something a lot of people don't think about, but it's a practical, practical matter that some people do have to think about. Uh, and those people tend to be the uh, county, the board of commissioners of Fulton County, because they're the ones who set the budget. Now, 
when we come back, I, I really, I got to move on to this. I really got to move on. Uh, I'm happy to leave you on hold for a little bit. I'll try to get back to your calls, but I got to talk to y'all about one water and the holistic, mysterious, religious waters that people in Hawaii didn't want to share. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.